Here is the closing Schwab market update as of 4.15 p.m. Eastern Time, 15 minutes after market close for Wednesday, November 30th. U.S. equities reversed course and finished with solid gains in the wake of remarks from Fed Chairman Jerome Powell at a gathering at the Brookings Institution in Washington. The chairman reiterated the Fed's plan to quote-unquote stay the course with its rate hike campaign, but noted that smaller increases were likely ahead as soon as next month's meeting. Powell's comments came just before the Fed's release of its Beige Book report on business activity across the nation that showed a slight moderation. Preceding Friday's key non-farm payroll report, ADP's private sector payroll data came in below estimates and job openings remained robust. In other economic news, mortgage applications snapped a two-week winning streak, third-quarter GDP growth was revised higher, and Chicago manufacturing unexpectedly fell further into contraction territory, and pending home sales continued to fall but at a slower pace. Moreover, the advanced goods trade deficit widened surprisingly, and wholesale inventories rose more than projected. Treasury yields turned lower following Powell's comments, and the U.S. dollar tumbled, while crude oil prices rose and gold was solidly higher. Earnings season has headed toward the finish line, with CrowdStrike Holdings topping profit and revenue estimates but missing its annual recurring revenue growth forecast, though Workday topped earnings expectations, raised its guidance, and announced a $500 million share buyback plan. Asia finished mostly higher, and stocks in Europe gained ground, with the markets digesting mixed economic data, while optimism remains that China may be set to ease some COVID-related restrictions. The Dow Jones Industrial Average jumped 737 points, or 2.2 percent, to 34,590, The S&P 500 index climbed 122 points, or 3.1 percent, to 4,080, and the Nasdaq Composite soared 484 points, or 4.4 percent, to 11,468. In heavy volume, 6.2 billion shares of NYSE-listed stocks were traded, and 6.4 billion shares changed hands on the Nasdaq. WTI crude oil rose $2.35 to $80.55 per barrel. Elsewhere, the gold spot price traded $19.70 higher to $1,783.40 per ounce, and the dollar index tumbled 0.9% to 105.88. The markets were solidly higher for the month of November, as the Dow Jones Industrial Average gained 5.7%, The S&P 500 increased 5.4%, and the Nasdaq Composite advanced 4.4%. In equity news on Wednesday, CrowdStrike Holdings Incorporated, ticker symbol CRWD, reported adjusted third-quarter earnings per share of $0.40, above the $0.32 fact-set estimate, with revenues rising 53% year-over-year to $581 million topping the street's forecast of $575 million. However, the Cybersecurity's Annual Recurring Revenue, or ARR, came in below projections, and it issued fourth-quarter revenue guidance that missed expectations. CrowdStrike fell nearly 15%.
Workday Incorporated, ticker symbol WDAY, announced adjusted third quarter earnings per share of 99 cents, exceeding the estimated 84 cents, with revenues growing 20.5% year over year to $1.6 billion, roughly in line with forecasts. The human resources software company raised the low end of its full-year subscription revenue outlook and increased its operating margin guidance. Additionally, the company announced a new $500 million share repurchase program. Shares rallied over 15%. The third quarter earnings season is mostly in the books, and Schwab's chief investment strategist Lizanne Saunders discusses in her article titled Disappearing Act Earnings how earnings weakness is starting to materialize across a broader swath of industries, with hits coming from a strong dollar, weaker demand, and aggressive monetary policy. You can follow Lizanne on Twitter, at Lizanne Saunders. Read all our market commentary on our Insights and Education page, and you can follow us on Twitter, at Schwab Research. In economic news on Wednesday, the ADP Employment Change Report showed private sector payrolls rose by 127,000 jobs in November, below the Bloomberg forecast calling for a 200,000 gain, while the prior month's figure was unrevised at a 239,000 increase. The report, which does not include government hiring and firing, comes ahead of Friday's broader November non-farm payroll release, expected to show headline employment rose by 200,000 and private sector job growth increased by 190,000 jobs. The unemployment rate is forecasted to remain at 3.7%, and average hourly earnings are projected to rise 0.3% month-over-month and be up 4.6% year-over-year. In other employment news, the Labor Department's Job Openings and Labor Turnover Survey, or JOLTS, a measure of unmet demand for labor, showed a decline to 10.33 million jobs available to be filled in October, above estimates of 10.25 million and versus September's downwardly revised level of 10.69 million. The report showed the hiring rate was 3.9%, down from September's 4% level, and total separations, which includes quits, layoffs, discharges, and other separations, remained at September's 3.7% rate. The quit rate for October dipped to 2.6% from the prior month's 2.7% pace. The second look of three at third quarter gross domestic product, or GDP, the broadest measure of economic output showed a 2.9% quarter-over-quarter annualized rate of contraction versus estimates of 2.8% growth after the first report of a 2.6% increase. Personal consumption rose 1.7%, above estimates of a 1.6% gain, and higher than the prior reading of a 1.4% growth rate. On inflation, the GDP price index rose 4.3%, stronger than expectations for it to remain at the prior read's 4.1% gain. The core PCE price index, which excludes food and energy, marked a 4.6% growth rate, above expectations to match the prior reading of a 4.5% rise. The Chicago PMI deteriorated unexpectedly in November, falling further into contraction territory, which is a reading below 50. 
The index dropped to 37.2, the lowest since May of 2020, from 45.2 in October versus forecasts of a slight rise to 47. New orders and production fell at faster paces, accelerating their contraction, and employment fell at a slower pace but continued to depict contraction. Prices paid rose at a slower pace but continued to expand, supplier deliveries times declined, and the contraction in order backlogs accelerated. The MBA Mortgage Application Index declined 0.8% last week following the prior week's 2.2% gain. The index snapped a string of two weekly gains as a 12.9% drop in the refinance index more than offset a 3.8% increase for the purchase index. The dip came even as the average 30-year mortgage rate fell by 18 basis points to 6.49%, but is up 318 basis points versus a year ago. Elsewhere on the housing front, pending home sales declined 4.6% month-over-month in October, compared to estimates of a 5.3% decrease and following September's favorably revised 8.7% drop. Sales tumbled 36.7% year-over-year on the heels of September's positively revised 29.3% fall. Pending home sales reflect contract signings and are a gauge of the pipeline of existing home sales as properties typically go under contract a month or two before they are sold. The advanced goods trade balance showed that the October deficit surprisingly widened to $99 billion, versus forecasts calling for it to shrink slightly to $90.6 billion from September's downwardly revised shortfall of $91.9 billion. Preliminary wholesale inventories rose 0.8% month-over-month for October, compared to expectations of a 0.5% gain and versus September's unrevised 0.6% increase. In afternoon action, Fed Chairman Jerome Powell spoke at the Brookings Institution in Washington. The chairman said that while the October inflation report was a welcomed surprise, he reiterated that the Fed has more ground to cover in its rate hike campaign in an effort to reduce inflation and that it quote-unquote will stay the course. However, Powell confirmed that smaller rate increases are likely ahead and could start as soon as its next meeting on December 14th. Shortly after Powell's comments, the Fed released its Beige Book, an anecdotal look at business activity across the nation used by Fed officials to prep for the next monetary policy meeting. The report showed a slight weakening in overall economic activity from its prior report, with five districts reporting slight or modest gains and the others experiencing either no change or slight to moderate declines. Many districts noted that interest rates and inflation continued to weigh on activity while expressing heightened uncertainty and increased pessimism surrounding the outlook. Regarding jobs, the report showed that employment grew modestly in most districts, but that the labor market remains tight. Inflation has been the driving factor behind the aggressive monetary policy from the Federal Reserve. The increase in bond yields and this year's rally in the U.S. dollar have fostered the choppiness in the markets. Schwab's chief fixed-income strategist Kathy Jones discusses the bond and currency markets in her article titled Markets to Fed, Slow Down, You Move Too Fast, noting how if these trends continue, the Fed may end up slowing its pace of tightening but not stopping it. 
You can follow Kathy on Twitter, at Kathy Jones. Additionally, as noted in the latest Schwab Market Perspective, Stress Cracks, as the Federal Reserve continues to ratchet up the pressure with higher interest rates, cracks are beginning to appear beneath the surface of the U.S. economy. Treasury rates fell following Powell's remarks, as the yield on the two-year note declined 10 basis points to 4.36%, the yield on the 10-year note lost 6 basis points to 3.69%, and the 30-year bond rate ticked 1 basis point lower to 3.79%. Tomorrow's economic calendar will hold personal income and spending for October, with the former expected to have increased 0.4% month-over-month, and the latter to have gained 0.8%, as well as initial jobless claims for the week ended November 26, estimated to show 235,000 first-time unemployment applications were filed. Manufacturing data will be on display, courtesy of the ISM Manufacturing Index, forecasted to fall to 49.7 for November, as well as the final reading on S&P Global's U.S. Manufacturing Index, which is projected to remain at the preliminary reading of 47.6, with a level of 50 the demarcation point between expansion and contraction for both indexes. In international news on Wednesday, stocks in Europe were higher as the global markets continued to monitor the developments in China, looking to see if the country will ease COVID restrictions as protests in the country in response to China's zero-tolerance policy persist. Some mixed economic data was also digested, headlined by an unexpected month-over-month decline in Eurozone consumer price inflation for November, though France's consumer prices rose more than anticipated for this month and its consumer spending dropped more than projected for last month. Elsewhere, Spain's retail sales accelerated in October and Germany's unemployment change for November rose more than expected. Meanwhile, the markets continue to be choppy as they grapple with the implications of the aggressive tightening of monetary policies on both sides of the pond to try to combat inflation pressures. Trading may be cautious ahead of today's commentary from Fed Chairman Jerome Powell in the U.S. However, Schwab's chief global investment strategist Jeffrey Kleintop CFA discusses in his latest article titled Central Banks Stepping Down, how central banks seem to be stepping down from aggressive rate hikes, and this could lead to a year-end quote-unquote Santa Paws rally for stocks. You can follow Jeff on Twitter, at Jeffrey Kleintop. The euro was slightly lower versus the U.S. dollar, while the British pound nudged higher against the greenback. Bond yields in the eurozone and rates in the U.K. were higher. The U.K. FTSE 100 index was up 0.8%. France's CAC 40 index traded 1% higher, Germany's DAX index moved 0.3% to the upside, and Italy's FTSE MIB index gained 0.6%, while Spain's IBEX 35 index and Switzerland's Swiss market index increased 0.5%. Stocks in Asia were mostly higher, as optimism lingered that China could ease COVID-related restrictions, as virus cases had showed signs of slowing and the country announced increased vaccination rates for seniors. The optimism overshadowed the recent unrest in the region, as protests have increased in response to the country's zero-tolerance COVID policy. In his latest article titled, Risk for 2023, China Reopening, 
Schwab's Jeffrey Kleintop notes that Chinese officials may be preparing to bring an end to China's zero-COVID policy, but reopening the world's second-largest economy could bring inflationary challenges. However, China reported that its manufacturing and non-manufacturing PMIs both fell further into contraction territory than expected for November. Moreover, Japan's preliminary industrial production dropped more than forecasted for October, along with South Korean industrial production for last month. Investors also digested more stimulus measures from China's government, which this week lowered the reserve requirements for its largest banks to try to stabilize the economy that has been hampered by the impact of COVID lockdowns. Also, China announced further measures to try to help its struggling property market yesterday. The persistent inflation pressures have been a main factor in the aggressive measures taken by central banks across the world that have caused volatility in the markets. Today we got some favorable inflation news as Australia's consumer prices unexpectedly cooled for October. Japan's Nikkei 225 index was 0.2% lower, with the yen holding on to this week's gains versus the US dollar. However, China's Shanghai Composite Index ticked 0.1% higher, and the Hong Kong Hang Seng Index led the way, rallying 2.2%. Meanwhile, South Korea's Kospi Index rose 1.6%, Australia's S&P ASX 200 Index gained 0.4%, and India's S&P BSE Sensex 30 Index advanced 0.7%. A host of manufacturing PMIs from across the globe will dominate tomorrow's international economic calendar. While Japan will offer consumer confidence, Germany will release retail sales and import prices, and employment figures will come from the Eurozone. That concludes the closing Schwab market update as of 4.15 p.m. Eastern Time, 15 minutes after market close for Wednesday, November 30th.